This episode is sponsored by StoryWorth. This is a very apropos company with all that's going on in the world right now, but it's also great because Mother's Day is coming up. When you give a subscription to StoryWorth, your mom will receive weekly story prompts she'll be asked, questions you never thought to ask. Questions like, what's one of the riskiest things you've ever done? Or what have been some of your life's greatest surprises? She'll be emailed one question a week, and then after a year, StoryWorth will take all these stories she shared, as well as any uploaded photos, and bound it all into a beautiful keepsake book. This gift is perfect for those who aren't able to actually spend Mother's Day with their mom this year, and it's a chance to hear and preserve all the great stories that she may have from her own life that you want to keep for future generations. Who knows what great things you'll learn for the first time about your mom or other relatives and friends? And the story prompts are also great conversation topics whenever you are able to connect in person again. This actually reminds me to check in with my dad, who I gave a story worth subscription to a while back. I can't wait to read his stories. Get started by going to storyworth.com slash tish, and you'll save $10 off your first purchase. That's storyworth.com slash T-S-H, and you'll receive $10 off. It's the perfect Mother's Day gift this year. This is The Good List. I'm Tish Oxenrider. So I've mentioned already how much I've been thinking about World War II during this pandemic. Not that it's on scale with that time period, not at all, but that there are certain echoes of that time period when people had to make do on a level we can't even fathom right now in 2020. I'm already a sucker for stories set in that time period. I know I'm super original and not at all cliche in that regard. But even more so since we began quarantining, I'm just here for it. Give me all the books, all the movies, all the music, all the everything about World War II right now. I love learning about that spot of time in our history, how good overcame evil, how so much darkness, even on the quote, good side, was exposed, the aftermath for decades to come, even today in some ways, and maybe most significantly during this pandemic, the solidarity of so many people around the world fighting a common enemy. Well, there's a masterpiece show I love, and if you haven't seen it yet, I think you may really enjoy watching it now during quarantine. It's called Home Fires, and I recently watched it for the second time not too long ago. It first came out in 2015, and it's about a rural English village on the verge of World War II. And in particular, it's about the women who kept the home fires going as the war raged on. It's also about the men they loved, the men they hated. And in all this, it paints a really vivid picture of what everyday life was like in wartime Britain. For those of us Americans, it does a really good job reminding us that even though we fought in the war, it never quite hit our home turf in the same way it did in the UK. It's about their resourcefulness during this time, coming together as a village to do things like raise funds for ambulances, turn every available green space into a victory garden, live with rations, plan out village bomb shelters, and serve the troops literally housed in your backyard. And yes, there's a certain drama to it. There's enough storylines to give it a sort of highbrow soap opera feel to it. But don't dismiss it because of that. Those things kind of add a certain humanity to the reality of life during World War II. The music is great. The costumes are great. The scenery is great. The camera work is great. The only thing that isn't so great is that it's only two seasons long. And the second season ends on a massive cliffhanger. Apparently, the show is canceled and caused quite a stir from its diehard fans. I can still find fan forums online talking about whether the show will return. Will Netflix buy it and keep it going? Stuff like that. I would love to see that happen because I didn't know it ended abruptly when I first watched it. And I about flipped my lid when I was left with the ending. So you've been warned. 
It feels like a to-be-continued TV series. But it's absolutely worth watching, and it feels like comfort food to me right now. There are enough echoes of camaraderie, resilience, and finding contentment in the unknown to feel just a little bit familiar right now. And maybe it will for you too. Right now it's on both Amazon and PBS.org here in the U.S., so watch it while you have the chance. It scratches that period piece drama of a bygone era itch. I'm going to pause for a quick break to thank some sponsors, and then when I'm back, I've got a short conversation to share with you with a new friend of mine. I'll be back in just a minute. In today's uncertain world, kids are being raised exposed to instant news from around the globe, overscheduled calendars, and even some failing school systems. Live Love Now by Rachel Macy Stafford beautifully lays out ways to encourage and build resilience in kids today about all the sorts of things they're most struggling with. Having teens and preteens herself, Stafford leans heavily on her own experiences in life. And as a special education teacher in Live Love Now, she's also sharing the tools she's used to help kids as the world feels more and more difficult to raise them in. I've got one teenager, another one there just a few months away, and a youngest who isn't so tiny anymore. So I get the stage of life where she's writing from. I'm also an educator, and in my work as both a teacher and mother, I get the need to equip our older kids with the tools and ideas they need to build resilience for this ever-changing world. Order Live Love Now by April 28th, and you'll receive over $40 worth of bonuses featuring a 21-day self-care audio series read by Rachel. Learn more about the book and free bonuses at handsfreemama.com slash now. One more time, that's handsfreemama.com slash live love now. All right, we're back. About two months ago, I had the honor of talking with Mel Julwan, who's an American that lives in Prague. I've long known her blog and her subsequent cookbooks, Well Fed and Well Fed Too. And she's got a new blog and podcast out in the world called A Strong Sense of Place, which is totally up my alley because of my love of stories and travel. If you're a subscriber of my own Books and Crannies, you know what I mean. Anyway, Mel shared with me a fun and surprising work of art on her good list, and it made me so happy. In fact, afterward, I introduced the kids to this, and they've been into it ever since. So here's that chat with Mel Julwan. Hi, Melissa. How are you? I'm so good. I'm really excited to be talking to you. Same, same. I've loved your work for a super long time. So tell me what is currently on your good list right now. I thought really hard about which thing I wanted to talk about. And I picked the one that I thought was weirdest, which okay. is the TV show Jeopardy. Oh my gosh. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> It's so good. All right. So, so why? So here's why it's Jeopardy. Um, I work at home, so and I live in Prague. So I'm here. I'm not gonna say all day, but a very big chunk of the day in our flat. Mm-hmm. And for other people who work at home, they will probably understand it is very difficult to break from work day to personal time in the evening. Mm -hmm. So what's perfect is that Jeopardy has become this dividing line between work and evening. And it's just this really nice, clear demarcation between what I've been doing all day and easing into making dinner and relaxing and winding down and getting ready for the evening and personal time. I love that. I have such fond memories now of coming home from school and watching Jeopardy. I had forgotten about that. 
Well, and what's really funny is that I did not watch Jeopardy as a kid. I distinctly remember in high school, I had a social studies teacher who would hold Jeopardy games in the classroom to prepare Mm -hmm. us for tests. And I had no idea what he was talking about. And I didn't understand (laughs) the whole answering with a question thing. I thought he was really weird. I didn't know what was going on. (laughs) But I started watching it maybe, I don't know, 20 years ago now. It was when I lived in Austin. I got in the habit somehow. And the thing that I really like about it is that it's different than watching a regular TV show for me because I am super engaged. I'm going to nerd out for you right now. I have an app that lets me play along with the show so I can keep track of my score. Oh my gosh, that's fantastic. <laughs> it's called <gasps> Jepper Score. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's fantastic. And I'm going to look it up right after this. So I'm writing it down right now. <laughs> I literally, when I win, hold the phone up to the TV and yell, suck it, nerds. I am not competitive usually. It brings out all of my competitive side. But what I like about that is that it's not just like passively watching a TV show. Like I am fully engaged and it's really fun. Like it's it's play. It's like a little bit of playtime at the end of the day, which I really like. I love that. That is such a fantastic. I mean, it, to me, it reminds me of like doing Sudoku or doing an, a crossword because it's like brain engaging, but it's just still a game. Um, but it's so like classically old school in all the right ways. I think it's fantastic. Now, do you stream it somewhere or are you watching it like as it still comes on TV? No, we have a service where we get it. So okay. it is not, it's not, you know, the same. We're behind. So got it. Yeah, okay. People have seen these shows months ago. Yeah, I've seen that. I think it's on, is it Netflix or? Yeah, there are some shows on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. And then did you see the recent ones? Like the, the, what do you call them? Like the greatest people who've ever, I guess the goats on it. Yeah. I am such a hardcore Ken Jennings fan. Uh It's it's really, and I love his books. I don't know if you've read any of his books. Oh, my kids have read them all. Mm -hmm. He's such a great writer. And I watched him when he was on the show, however many years ago that was, and was fully invested in him (laughs) and his experience. So when he retired from the show and started writing, I was like his number one nerd fan. Like I I feel so like somehow I had something to do with it. I'm so proud of him. It's really (laughs) weird, but I love the way he writes. And I also really love his podcast, Omnibus. It's so good. I didn't, I, you know, I've seen his podcast, but I haven't listened to it. I just follow him on Twitter and he's a great Twitter follow. So that's he good is really him. entertaining on Twitter. And Omnibus yeah. is great because they tackle, he and his co-host tackle one subject and it's usually something in pop culture and they go off on tangents, but because they're so smart, the tangents mm. are also really fascinating. So it's right. kind of like eavesdropping on two super smart people talking about something. <laughs> right, right. I think that's kind of up my alley for sure up the people who would listen to this podcast mm-hmm. alley. So that sounds perfect for us. This mm-hmm. is such a great one. And honestly, it was very unexpected. And I love it when I'm surprised. <laughs> I love being surprised. So that is fantastic. Okay, would you, um, you know, we have our four categories, would you call this a work of art then? Because I'm, I'm leaning towards that or it's just like a habit of yours. I don't know what this would be. Um, wow. I mean, I guess work of art. Oh, oh, yes. Let's go work of art. That, that I, I'm going to believe in Jeopardy. I am not going to be apologetic about liking a TV show. (laughs) So good. I love it. This is, yeah, it's a perfect one. And I love that you're, um, when I lived overseas too, there were little things that I would hold on to like that, that just felt 
home like, you know, even mm-hmm. if I didn't necessarily practice those things back in my home culture, that just make me feel like I have still a little bit of a strain connected to where I'm yeah. from. So that's fun. Thanks so much to Mel Julon for the chat. You can find her new blog and podcast at strongsenseofplace.com. If you're into this podcast, I would love you to consider supporting it by becoming a paying subscriber of my newsletter, Books and Crannies. It's a small way you can make a really big impact. When you give a small amount monthly to stuff you like, the same way you do things like magazines or streaming services, you're supporting writers, podcasts, and generally making the internet a better place. So join the group of good folks who are already making this happen at thegoodlistshow.com slash support. And you'll see where you can sign up for five quick things for free. And then if you want, upgrade to being a paying subscriber of Books and Crannies for just a little bit more. Again, that's at thegoodlistshow.com slash support. And thank you again. I'm on Twitter at Tish and sometimes on Instagram at Tish Oxenrider. And you can also find a transcript in the show notes of this episode and all episodes at thegoodlistshow.com. Don't forget to leave me a voicemail or send me a voice recording telling me one thing on your good list. Leave that voicemail at 401-684-GOOD or record your voice and email the file to hi at tishoxenwriter.com. Music for the show is by Kevin McLeod. And thanks as always to Caroline Tassell and Kyle Oxenwriter for their help, as well as my furry intern, Jenny. I'm Tish Oxenwriter, and I'll be back with you soon. Thanks for listening to The Good List. Good List.